What up, what up, what up, what up? Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Not that long. It's only been a few weeks. It's going to be like almost a month, give or take. Of course, of course, of course. But um, Keisha's not with us. Nah, but we do have a special guest today. But first, before we introduce her, what's up, people? Hope you're all good. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Once again. Appreciate it. And uh, again, we have a special guest here. Um, Some of that I know since, what's this, I was like five, six years old. Birth. Birth, yeah, Damn. I should say that too. That way back? Long time, yeah, a long time. I mean, for me, well, basically 15, family, 16 I like years, to say. so yeah, that's a long time. Basically family, but uh, welcome Mackenzie King to the pod. No relations. Yeah. <laughs> no, we family. We family, we family. Got to throw in some air horns in there too. Appreciate it, but appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So um, getting into it, people, you know, we like to talk about things, so um. You know, she's coming on here to discuss and again, appreciate your time and your energy. But um, before I get into everything, just want to ask how everybody's week was. How was your week? It's been overwhelming, you know, work wise. Yeah. Um, and I know <clears throat> this was a heavy hearted week. We just lost takeoff from the Migos. Yeah. And he's close in age. That's what kind of threw me off. He's like, 28. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And he died the way he lived, minding his own business, which is was crazy. Yeah. Put it like that. You know what the funny joke every I saw on Twitter a lot before his untimely passing was like anytime you saw a Quavo on offset and some nonsense, it's like, yo, you know who's minding their business? Take off. You know who you don't hear yeah. bad about? Take off. Like it's kind of like you can stay out the way, you can mind your own business, and unfortunately, it's, shit happens and things still happen. Wrong to you. place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, but um, condolences to him, his mm. family, his loved ones. I know Quavo going through it, man, and. Please don't retweet those videos. Like, that's some weirdo shit to me. For real. Um, but other than that, it was pretty good. Ended off strong. Um, I did go to a comedy show last night. That was funny. I was going to say, I see you posting that. That's, that's it, a guy you would watch or something? That's um, like the time going there, right? So, shout out to the homie Dylan Negri. Um, so, he, he was running around the comedy circuit for a few years, and then he finally had his own spot to do stand-up comedy because... They run around in different scenes in New York. So to have his own spot and do it his way, that's a great thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you kind of bring in your own people that you like or people who are on to come up. And so that's, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but when you've seen it before and then you do it yourself and then you kind of put other people on, it's kind of like passing the torch. Yeah, right, right. So um, they haven't done it for a minute, and then he hit me up about it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I can pull up at the work. No, right after work and it was fun i needed that i haven't mm-hmm. done things in like almost three months so mm-hmm. i just needed that break nice just to be outside just to be outside. i mean it's too warm for november so everybody's outside well i heard uh, new york is a little quiet now i don't know is that a thing is it is it quiet out there nah it's been very active bro like really? we just um the marathon just happened recently i heard about that yeah um Knicks games yeah, that's games i mean y'all lost to the celtics last <laughs> night so, you know, Don't I had to talk my shit. That. But <laughs> no, it's been very active, a lot of concerts and stuff. So I'll mm-hmm. see it on my way home. I know when things are like, oh, yeah, it might be a long night for me. Mm-hmm. Long trade ride home. Right, yeah, right, right. You just right. don't see it. On social media, most yeah, of the time. I was gonna say. I mean, I know COVID was around, but I feel like it was just kind of quiet, like the way it was before. Nah, but. it's been active. Like really? sometimes I'll see the shirts of like this person at a concert, or I'll see the bands from like the venues, and I gotta look up like, yo, who was performing tonight? So yeah. Okay, Kens, how was your week? I would say it was pretty good, but 
you know, being a mom mm-hmm. <laughs> in Harrison, you never know. You got to always expect the unexpected with him. Right. But work's actually pretty good. It's been busy and just dealing with him and him being in school for the first time. It was just great. It's crazy how time just be flying. That's that's my thing. And as a parent, it's like you don't want them to grow up. No, and I can't believe I have a four year old. He just wow, turned yeah, damn. Four. Yeah, damn. on the eighteenth of October. So shout out to the Libras. Yeah. Libras. 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 That's how I be saying. Yeah, and they sure enough keep you on your toes with the personalities. <laughs> it's uh, uh, listen, if you don't know Harrison, literally spitting image of you. I mean your whole family. And that's funny because I look at my niece and Shout out to Nyla and Jalen, but um, and of course Ifoma. Yeah. But uh, I look at her and I'm like, man. I, of course, I have her in my background, my photos, and uh, she, she looks just like up. Jay, she bro. Looks but just that is like your him. mother. And that's what people say too. She looks like my mom, which is crazy to see, because I'm like, I can see it, and it's weird, and it's. I guess that's just how, you know, whatever the inheritance. Because I feel like Ian, he looks like his mom. No. You don't look like your dad to me. Really? I don't think so. I think oh my. Thaddeus looks like your dad. It's the other so way too. around. It's your the, mom. Now, when I saw your mom, I met your mom. I said, yo, that's Ian. No, it's the other way around, bro. <laughs> now, like, if you saw, when I was in Ghana a few months back for my grandma's funeral, um, everybody was approaching me, calling me by my dad's name. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, they thought you was your dad? Yeah, no, because I look more like him. Wow. And then when my dad popped out, we look just like twins. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta find that picture. But yes, I remember. I think I know which one you about to show me. But yeah, I I don't know. I think your mom. That's your, yeah. That's that's nah, your twin. My For brother is more like my mom. Mm-hmm. For me, it's crazy because it's just like I'm built like my dad. I'm tall like my dad, mm-hmm. and I look like my mother. I can and see it. You're a mix, though. You you exactly. you are a mix. Yeah, and people say that about me because I think people say like my mom. People say look like my dad. I say like I look like a mix. My brother looks like my mom. I feel like, but people say that he looks like my dad. But then some people say you guys look exactly alike, like, right? And they can't tell you apart. But it's personality. Yeah, yeah, it's personality. So yeah, this is um, I'm passing around a picture. This is my dad to the left of me, and then my brother's on the other end. And I look more like my dad. Like, what does your mom look like? Oh, yeah, my yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think you look like your dad in that. That's what I'm saying. Really? It's oh your mom. my god! <laughs> Let me find some pictures. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Not a so bad thing. there's a family photo of like the four of us. Right. Ain't and a bad I, thing. I feel like my brother's more like my mom, and personality you know, wise, you do look like your mom. Wow. See? But that's I'm only a- because you you guys have the same nose. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Let me see. But then I feel like personality-wise and things like that, I'm more towards my dad and my mm-hmm. brother's more towards my mom. Also, I'm not into nah. the astrology shit, but, like, they're both, like, Scorpios. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> my parents are born in the same week, and they're Virgos. Oh, like, yeah. literally, my mom Damn, is three days yeah. older than my dad's same year. I really thought I was more like my dad. I, nah. I, I don't see it. It's all right, man. But I think I'm starting to look more like my mother, but my personality and my actions are all like, my dad and my mother oh, oh, so it. funny yeah that's funny how i'll be thinking about that like those traits and characteristics but before we go into that how is it being a mother to a beautiful little boy it is tiring <laughs> especially to have a little boy because they're just full of energy honestly if always wants to play he was quiet then i would be definitely worried <laughs> right. but i literally have a boy boy like, he wants to be outside. You he wants fight. to play games. He wants to fight. He wants to do everything. He'll, he literally says, Pop-Pop, you hide, I count. 
<laughs> my dad is literally laughing. Like when he gets in high school, I'm going to just remember that. And I'm going to sit there. Hey, Harrison, go hide. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. When he's in high school. Wow. That's what you know. Now you got to be thing. like watching out for the fast girls and everything. Yo, it's, and it's, it's legit. When I think about just kids now, they have it so hard mm. and I feel bad because like, and I'm not saying there's not structure for a lot of people, but, you know, it just goes with the dynamics of things like a lot of it's just people in general, not just kids. We need guidance. And I think that just when we lack it and don't have that structure, this world going to eat you alive. I feel like. No, yeah. that's facts. And with the times now with social media, there's a lot of influence oh on God. these kids. And it's crazy because it's like you want your child to be successful. You want them to do anything in this world. But something as TikTok or Instagram can influence yep. them to do something. Well, I don't want to go to work. I want to be a TikToker. But yeah. they don't realize <laughs> how much money and time go into being a TikToker. Oh, my gosh. So as a parent, like, what do you try to do to, I don't want to say shield them from it, but, like, kind of protect, set it is some boundaries? It's not. You have to... It's hard to explain because I want to instill certain values and morals into my child and they make the mm -hmm. decision on where they want to go. Okay. I can feed them whatever they want, but it's them that they're going to eat. Yep. At the end of the they day. They have to choose That's like us. which way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just like us. I think our parents taught us, you know, certain things and then we made our decisions and did things. And But I think that's why you have to let people make mistakes too. You know, I think that's why... I mean, it's hard and cliche. I think about my mom and my mom, shout out to mom. She, um, I wouldn't say she's not a, a helicopter parent, but she worries. And I understand why she worries just because of the world and everything. But I always like to remind her that I am a man, but I also know that I appreciate that because she does worry about me. And I guess that's her form of love to show that she worries and I'm sure probably the same thing, you know, when you have a child and yeah, you worry when they go to school and you know, if they have a job, whatever. And like, you know, I know we, you posted that stuff too. Like mm -hmm. I think the, the, and it's cliche and you know, we all seen it, but like when people come home, it's just a blessing, you know, a lot of people don't come home and that's the part where, you know, it's just kind of having those moments where you just appreciate it. But um, I definitely know, those characteristics that I learned from my mom and my dad, yeah, it definitely shaped me. But I think, you know, probably the biggest thing is just unlearning some of the things that I didn't want to learn. And then some things I did learn as we both went through the same things, Kenzie and I, with, you know, divorce and everything. And, you know, it, it is tough. And obviously you being a parent, now that you are a parent and you've been through that, how is it different, I guess, you being a parent to... Um, to Harrison and then, you know, like you said, instilling those values and everything that you've learned to make sure that, you know, he becomes the man that you know that he can become. Honestly, it just comes from the values that my parents instilled in me. Mm -hmm. See, I came up, my parents didn't get divorced until I was in high school. Right. Literally almost Damn. a senior year of high school. So around the same time that you lost yeah, mine was your parents junior. split. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, well, it was a junior year for us too. So it would be more Damn, so, so same years. time, yeah. And it's crazy because it's just like I grew up and I honestly think it's a lot easier when you're older, 
when your parents split than when you're younger because you already have those morals and everything instilled. You, you're growing up, yes, but you're starting to make your own life for yourself, going off to college, starting work, whichever path you want to to do. You have that um, home base that is basically instilled in you. So now being a single mother and raising a child, especially a black boy in this society now is very hard. You have to have those questions answered or ask those questions just to make sure that he understands like you're not like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You're one, you're light skinned, you're handsome. And then (laughs) you also have a target on your back just because you're African-American and where you came from. And it's not just African-American men or women it's anyone that has melanin in them you could be black you could be white you could be hispanic but if you look a certain way you're going to be a target especially if you look african-american that's facts no i feel that but um i guess going to the divorce and i know like you said we experienced around the same thing did it affect you honestly it did affect me Mm -hmm. but it gave me that drive to move forward because i understand like I had to learn that my parents weren't happy together. Yeah, me too. Even though you got a home base, you're always going to have a family, Mm -hmm. but they just can't be together. Right. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, I really, till this day, don't know. (laughs) And I don't want to (laughs) know. No, yeah. But you see them a lot happier when they're separate. And then having a son now and them being together, it's like, okay. They really do love each other, but mm-hmm. they just can't be together. Yeah. I, that's that's something that I've learned, I think, over time. And I remember uh, I wrote my mom and my dad a letter <laughs> saying that I didn't want them to remarry. But, um, you know, I, I, I that was me trying to live their life and control their life. And I think that was just being selfish at the end of the day. But uh, I can definitely relate. It's easy to see somebody in a better state of mind than them seeing somebody struggling, you know, in something. Because then, yeah, you think this is what life is. This is what love is. This is what marriage is. And it's not the case. And, uh, you know, that's the part where I wanted to understand, like, I can't live life for everybody. So allowing people to do what they need to do, be happy. I'm cool. And that's just anything. My friends, family, et cetera, you know. But I also like to hold the accountability, like, if I feel like you know you're not doing and living your purpose, yeah, I feel like I should say something because that's my responsibility to know that I see better and more potential as opposed to just allowing you do what you do and think that it's okay. That's my thing. So I wanted to expand more on like the parenthood side of things, and I know when you become a parent, a lot of dynamics shift in your relationships with people. Um, more specifically, like friendships. Because I know a lot of my friends are first-time parents, and I'm just like, the first maybe few weeks that you have a child, I'm just like, I don't want to see you outside. Like, I want you to savor that moment. I want you to be, you know, enjoy that because you're not going to get that time back. So I don't know if you've had any experiences where some people don't understand it or you had to, like, let people know, like, this is where I'm at right now, and I need you to understand that. Well, my thing is with my friends is the ones, actually the ones that I have now, they're very understanding Mm -hmm. because they know that being a parent is not easy. And especially the the things that I've been through with Harrison, like 
some of the stuff that you would never expect. Like you would never know that he was in the NICU for 10 days. And I had friends that came and visit him every day. And honestly, it's greatly appreciated because being a first time mom and then doing it by yourself is the hardest thing that you could ever do. And I'm telling you, it is not for the weak. Especially if you you're so you finding out day one of his life that he has to have surgery and the next day you have to prep him for surgery. Okay, you have an eight pound baby that has to go under anesthesia and you don't know what's gonna happen. And then you're in the hospital bed because you're not discharged yet. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out, okay, I need updates. Like, where is my baby? And then you're going through all these emotions. Yeah. At the same time, and post- by yourself too. By yourself, by yourself well, is a lot harder. I had my family. I had my no, mom. Yeah. I had right, my dad. Right, right, right. But, but it's you just, felt alone. You feel alone mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And then once he gets out of surgery, you find out where he is. You, you, you calm down a little bit. But it's like, okay, this is where my journey begins. Yes. And then you. You have a baby that's huge, just in the NICU, and you don't want none of the nurses touching him. That motherly instinct. What I would, I'll never forget, and I I remember, so I got emotional. I'm not going to get emotional, but my great-grandma was in the hospital one time, and I remember she did a stress test. And mind you, my great-grandmother's 96. Mm -hmm. God bless. Yeah, man, it's my heart. But I remember my dad had told me about how they made her do a stress test at 96 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you going to hook a 96-year-old lady on a stress test? And they put stuff in her, whatever the case may be. And I can only imagine, because my dad said he yoked up uh, the nurse or something like that. But I can imagine. Wait. And if y'all know my dad, my dad's pretty big. He, yeah. He's brolic. Yeah, he yoked up. But that's, and, and my instinct is fight or flight. Like, how are you going to put my grandmother on something, knowing that that, that could have killed her? Yep. And there is... Nothing that they could do because you sign all this paperwork. There's no liability. There's no nothing. But I remember when I saw her, I got emotional because I'm like, yo, they almost killed her. And this is supposed to be a place, a hospital, where you're supposed to be taken care of. And you're supposed to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they almost, like, did what they did. And, and it's funny because the world is around, I guess, revolving around now because, like, well, switch or however you want to say it. But I work at a, a nursing program school and so you're on the other side i'm on the other side right so i get to know people and i get to know your motivations and aspirations of why you want to be a nurse the number one reason why i hear people want to be a nurse is because of money and i like to think of it as like yeah i understand whatever the salary is like 70 75 fine but you taking some care of somebody's brother sister mother father grandfather uncle aunt and if you don't have a heart for it but you're just there for the money but your intentions ain't good. Yeah. It's so. like you need a heart. Like you have to have a heart to take care of somebody. Like I trust you to take care of this, my loved one. Exactly. And uh, yeah, you feel vulnerable because you like, I can't do nothing because you're in the hands of somebody else. But no, nah, I could imagine because I know my brother um, went through the same thing. And, um, you know, it was tough. And I think, you know, Nyla was four pounds actually. So, you mm-hmm. know. She was tiny. I remember that. And, you know, pretty small baby, but. Yeah, in those moments, it's it is tough, and I think you know. I remember even for me when I had surgery, it's like a movie, yo. I swear, like they they literally roll you in, you on the cart, and you see the anesthesiologist doing something. There's a big ass needle, probably like this big, and I remember the fluid was coming out, and I was like, "This is your first time doing surgery, like, yeah." But I was like, "Why are you gonna say that? Like you're supposed to give me comfort, <laughs> like, like I'm, <laughs> yeah, like give me comfort first. Like we gonna say this is your first, like obviously I'm about to get surgery. They never called you down." Bro, they, my heart was pumping. And I remember Listen. the lady put the mask on and she was like, well, you're about to get the anesthesia. We're going to count to three. I did one, 
Two and you're out. Two? I ain't remember nothing until it was like 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is crazy. They're like, you're okay. I'm like, hell no, I'm not okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't wish surgery on nobody. I don't care what age you are. Surgery is, for it's me, it was fun. it was the worst. And I had multiple surgeries before. Yes. So it was crazy. Before Harrison and after. And me and anesthesia are not great. So oh, it's just I was like. throwing up. It wasn't even throwing up. I just kept waking up crying. Exactly. And While they was doing something or? No, when I oh. came out of anesthesia, my, oh, okay. my parents were like, you know, you were crying, right? I, and I was like, what was I crying about? He was like, you just wanted your dad. And I don't know, I, I don't know why, but we made sure he got there so you can just calm down. I was, it doesn't matter what age you are, you're always going to want your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Fact. Yeah. You're always somebody's baby. And no, I think that's, that's course. my mom. Reminds me all the time, too. And, yeah, I would say definitely my mama's boy. But I think that's when it goes to the appreciation. Because, you know, I was just talking to somebody before. And I was telling somebody how my mom be blowing up my phone all the time. Facts. And it's just that any parent, you know, any parent will blow up your phone. And sometimes you get frustrated in that moment where it's like, yo, I'm good. Why you keep calling me? But then it, it goes on the other side where it's like, I just care. You know, I'm, I'm just worried. I want to make sure you're good. And, um, you know, I, I, I have to learn that's just her form of just caring. And, uh, you know, it's fine, you know, but I, I definitely had my moments of frustration. I'm like, why do you keep calling me? That was my mom, especially when I left for college because I went out of state yeah. and she would just blow up my phone at random times. And I was just like, don't do it. Even my dad, who, like I said, I'm more like he's more nonchalant about like, yo, even with my grandmother, the same thing with my mom, she's like, is he okay? Is he going to wake up? Is he hungry? Everything. And my dad will be just posted up on the couch. Ian's fine. He'll let right. you know when he's hungry. Right. He'll let you know if something's wrong. Like, it's more of like no news is good news kind of thing. And I understand it's the motherly instinct. And sometimes I have to assure them, like, yo, I'm good. If something goes wrong, I will call you or let you know myself in any fashion. Like, something's wrong. I need help. Right. I think for me, it's the other way around, though. It's not the motherly instinct. It's my father always calling. <laughs> it's like, my dad will sit there and ask me, do you need money? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Oh, do you need to go to the store? I'll go with you. But mm-hmm. I'm like, dad, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need anything. Right. Yeah, it's, oh, it's does, something. Does Harrison need something? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, Grand you know, child, Harrison yep. will go right there. Hey, Pop-Pop, I need money. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty dollars. Give me $20. Yeah. And as a grandparent, I know he probably slid him a couple oh 20s. Oh, my gosh. It's not even 20s. He'll take, oh, well, I don't have any money, but we can go to the, get ice cream. I'm like, Dad, yeah. he's not supposed to go get ice cream. <laughs> but that, as a grandparent, they're going to spoil him. Like, oh, yeah. oh, that's the job. And I'm, and I, God bless my grandma. I miss her, but, like, she used to spoil the hell out of me. And with man. my dad, it's just like, he'll do anything here since says, oh, Pop-Pop, we need to fix the bathroom. What happened here? said, oh, I flushed my toy. You flush your toy? Yes, I flushed it down the toilet. What? <laughs> and then he was like, oh, no, not the toilet, the tub. <laughs> Harrison, what'd you put down the drain? Uh, Chase? Or is it Marshall? I'm like, little boy, I can't. <laughs> and then my dad comes in with the snake to try to get this stuff out, and it is the funniest thing in the world. Oh, Pop-Up, I help you. Oh, something broke. We got to call Pop-Up. I'm like, all right, so I guess Pop-Up's your best friend at this point. <laughs> For real. And that's, you know, I think that's, even for me, I mean, I'm an uncle, but I know, I think that's what you want to, like, that's the village, you know, when you think about the village and 
you know, raising a child and everything. And it's so funny because like when they're young, I feel that's when they get the most attention. As they get older, it's kind of like the tension's there, but it's like not as distant. It's going to be a little bit more distant. Yeah, like it's not there. And, you know, I think about not saying why it is, but, you know, of course it makes sense. Everybody wants to be around a baby. And then when the baby gets older, okay, they're taller. Let's go here. Let's go there. Then they're like a young kid. Then it's kind of like, okay. And then they're a teenager. And it's like, oh, now they all grown and young adult. And, you know, like I said, time just flies. But it's just funny how, how much attention a baby or a toddler gets, you know, after time. But um, this is random. And uh, I wanted to ask in regards to, obviously, I know, like so you mentioned about the uh, single motherhood and everything. With regards to, obviously, if you are in this realm or not, have you been dating or has it been kind of like one of those things where you're not really focused on it right now? You feel like. Honestly, I am a type of person to keep a lot of things private. Mm-hmm. My dating life is private. Mm-hmm. Um, just me going out sometimes is even private, but I am somewhat dating. Mm-hmm. I'm just having like, li- yeah. well, living life and enjoying right. my son. I'm not really looking for anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm that type of person. I'm, I'm more of a, like a non monogamous type person. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't really need a relationship to feel complete, but <laughs> at the hard, end yeah. of the day, like my son is my everything and right. I'm not going to just keep bringing people in and out of his life. For real. Also. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I know that's I know the top priority. want their parents or their mom yep. or dad to, to be happy and have that example of what love is. But at the same time, it's just like, I want to protect my child's innocence. For sure. And I can see keep that. him young mm-hmm. and not try to bring people in his life. Yeah. That where he has to be the man in the house. Exactly. Oh, rush him. I, yeah, and I think that's where a lot of things get messed up because a kid needs to be a kid. If you let them grow up too, like, too fast, too fast. Yeah. they miss rush out him. on a lot of things and they don't get to enjoy that childhood that they should have. Yeah. And I think, you know, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. I think, um, that's everywhere and people think too oh you know that's a package deal and um whatever the case may be but i i totally can can agree that it's something to be mindful of when you and that's just anybody that's even for me like my my girl that i'm with now i've never introduced any girl to my great-grandmother and i always told myself if i were to introduce somebody to my great-grandmother like that's 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 like pressure number one and then two it just shows where I'm at in my life, where if I'm actually showing somebody like that's a queen to me, that's gold. Exactly. Like you're bringing, mm-hmm. you're bringing, I'm bringing you around precious cargo right now. <laughs> and here I am about to expose you to her. And it was a lot of pressure. And, you know, when my, my current girlfriend met her, it was great. I think they vibe pretty well. And I think it's multiple occasions and stuff, but I know for me, now that that, I guess that boundary has been crossed I never want to, I guess, saying, well, if God willing, things work out well. But if that was the case and if, if it didn't, I would never, ever do that again. My thing is the reason why I wanted to show her my great-grandmother. Because, you know, my great-grandmother's getting older. Mm-hmm. She's in her stages and she's, you know, in her wanting to transition and everything. Um, which I know I'm going to struggle when that happens. But at least she has an image or she knows who I'm getting to know, because, you know, my thing is and where I'm at right now, and I'm not rushing to be married, anything of that nature, but my great-grandmother already saw my brother get married and my sister get married. God willing, I would love for her to see me get married, but 
I don't want to rush that either, but at least you can understand this person that I'm with currently, this potential for sure, but at least she has an image saying, okay, at least I know who that may happen. I would love, love for her to be there, but I just, I'm not going to rush into that. I think that's a, that's a big thing, but uh, I could definitely agree. You got to be mindful of who you bring your, your true family around because the worst part is, is when they ask about them. Oh, how so and so? Especially my mom's mom, always oh, trying to ask me. Yeah, Lita. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> trying to always ask me about so and so, and it's like, that's old and gone. <laughs> but she, are you still bringing up too. about her? Yeah, mm-hmm. like what oh, are you that's talking Lita. about? She talks about everybody. <laughs> she do too much, man. She go, oh my, can't see you so beautiful, my can't see. <laughs> she I can't like, speak hey, English. Lita. Shout out to Abuelita. Abuelita, shout out to her. That's my girl. She, she I fun. see her in Walmart all the time. Oh, she stay there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. she goes, my can't see. How's your grandma? How's the baby? I was like, he's not a baby no more. I know she. She can't. She can't think of more. <laughs> But she's still out there driving. So. She, is, she, she don't need to. She should though. But it's good she get out the house. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad she out the house. So, but that's good. But again, thank you for your time, Pakentine. Thank it was a you. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Thank you for answering these questions. But other than that, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Yep. Peace. We out. <laughs>